There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome to the Liberating in the Beauty Revolution show, a platform where we get together and share valuable information, wisdoms, and great tips so we can all break free from vicious cycles and rediscover welcome our higher self. I am Lucia Gabriela, your host for today, and I want want to welcome you to experience the gift to your liberation. As you all may be following our episode this month, uh, we are celebrating our first year anniversary, woohoo, for liberating in the beauty revolution. Uh, in the past year, we were so excited and honored to have met amazing mentors, speakers, healers, coaches, artists, and revolutionaries who are changing people's lives with empowerment, inspiration, motivation, and work. And over the spring, I was invited to record this amazing protocol in pursuit of the divine, which is stirred to empower a woman's soul. In this book, 30 amazing, inspiring, motivating, and magnificent divine goddesses have come together to tell their transformational story that changed their life, but also they share with us how they were able to navigate through their struggles to find their inner divine goddess that allows them to step up out of their game and lead others through their transformation. For the next season, month and a half or so, maybe two months, Liberating in the Beauty Revolution is going to interview every single one of these amazing goddesses so we can learn from them and learn their fascinating story and ask questions that can help us, all of us, to break through in our own life, whatever we're going through. Today, our guest speaker is Penny L. Sampson, and she has an amazing story to tell. Uh, the chapter of her book called Fierce Leadership Lifestylish. I love the title. I kind of read a little bit about the story. It was fascinating, and I love I love the the whole personality that Penny brings into, you know, the whole picture, the concept. And I am very honored to have you in the show today. Uh, great morning, Penny. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I am so thrilled to actually be here with you. Thank you. I am more thrilled. I love your profile pictures. I love the pictures that you sent me. I'm like, you are cool and stylish. <laughs> you definitely are, girl. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, if you all go follow Penny, like, she has amazing pictures. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, for me, it's all about uh, personal self-expression in whatever form you feel. So I do a lot of that through my own physical style. Nice. Uh, You know what? It's like I always um, suggest or inspire others to follow that uh, you know, that the divine that they have inside, so like the goddess, you know, like the personality, that that That's freedom, true. that beauty that we all have within us. And, you know, sometimes we have been just, you know, 
we we close ourselves down and just you know you just literally bring the whole goddess out. It's like I love it. But anyway, going back into the main topic, I, I, you can tell that I'm just in love with your pictures and your personality. <laughs> going back to the the topic, I. We want to know a little more about you, uh, you know, share with us who you are, what do you do. Like, I know you try a lot of women out there. Uh, tell us what you work at about. And also, um, share with us a little bit about your chapter in the book. Not all of it, because we want everyone to buy the book, Men 30, coming out in Amazon. And we right. want to hit the best on it, right? So we want Absolutely. everyone to buy the book. And so share a little bit. What was the inspiration uh, to call this chapter the fear leadership lifestyle? So you you go for it. Well, I'm gonna apologize first because I think I gave you the wrong title. That's my title, <laughs> my physical uh, that's title. title, my working title. <laughs> but the chapter of the book is actually called um, "Death of the Ghost, Rise of the Warrioress." Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes that's sense. That's the title of the book. Yes. Yes, and the reason for that is because, um, you know, like so many other women uh, and some men, but so like so many other women, we have been, like our voices, our style, our expression, just our personalities in general, even in this day, seem to be suppressed, whether it's by our families, friends, um, the culture we live in, the media. We get these mixed messages as to, you know, who we are allowed to be, and so basically my whole inspiration for writing this story was to tell people a little bit about my story, where I came from, some of the struggles that I went through, and because my life, you know, I've had a lot of people look at me and think everything's great and rosy and, and you know, she doesn't have any problems because I'm actually quite a, an adept actress at putting on the face that we talk about, wearing the mask and everything's fine, I've got it, everything's fine, nothing's wrong with me. And so this was when I was looking at this, you know, offer and actually bringing my story out, I had to stop and take pause because I've been thinking about it for a long time and I knew it had to be told. And I thought I wasn't ready to actually bring it all out because there's a lot of stuff, you know, as we know. We all have big lives. But this gave me the perfect opportunity to start that ball rolling and to really break through um, holding all that in for myself so that I could maybe share a little bit about the fact that even though it may look nice and rosy on the outside, to, uh, you know, to other people, everybody has a story. And there, there's often a lot of pain in those stories. But it's what you do with that pain that really makes a difference in your life. Yeah. Like yesterday we were talking with Peg and we were talking about, like she said, like when you put in the meaning, when you shift the meaning of of exactly. everything in life, like I feel like too, you know, when you shift the meaning of your story, um, instead right. of making it look like, oh, my God, it's a drama and this, I'm the victim and this happened to me and, uh, you know, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in the universe, like why I'm the victim exactly. in this, I should have a better life. I always, in my practice, I have a beautiful paint that I created with my daughter, you know, like um, one of those moments of, of like, really uh, struggle, right? Like just moving from New York to Florida, starting everything from scratch. So I took a time to just sit and say, you know what, let me just 
do something creative right now. And I painted something, and it came to me Absolutely. that, um, yeah, it, it just it was very therapeutic, you know. Like I always recommend to do some kind of therapeutic, like painting, art, and all that. That's beautiful. So what it came to me, it was like very clear. Like I've been telling everyone, you know, I, I pretty much preach about it. Is that, you know, every single drop of color that goes into that paint, to the artwork, is meant to be there. It meant to Absolutely. you know make the whole picture. Yeah, it makes to make the whole picture beautiful because we are the master of that masterpiece. We are the creators of that. And even if we have to mix it up and we color and we have to color on top of it and we have to fix it and we have to, you know, you know, the blue won't be purple if we don't mix it with red. You know, the orange exactly. won't be orange if we don't mix it with yellow and red, right? So nothing is going to look good at the final result if you don't experiment, if you don't live and you don't get yourself dirty, if you don't, you know, if you don't suffer a little bit. Like, so every single drop of paint that goes in there is because it has to make their masterpiece complete. So imagine one masterpiece or even a puzzle without one piece. You're not going <laughs> to complete it until it's done. I love that. That is absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and it's so true. And, and you know, going through my years, like the rest of us, you know, we there are moments in your life where you sit back and you think, like, exactly what you were talking about, why me? Like, why on earth is the universe giving me this? But the one thing that I've always held strong to throughout my life um, and the things that I've gone through is that every piece is a stepping stone. And that's how I see it. It's building on the next piece because it's all another little chunk of knowledge that I get to take forward. So even the really, you know, the really bad experiences, there's a gift in there. And that's the part that I always hold on to whatever that is, because I've been able to use it in my work today, you know, and going through forward through my life, it's helped me so much. So that is the one thing that you're right. Like, I have never, ever, ever thought of myself as a victim. Um, at one point in time, there was a moment where I thought, you know, I was, again, the reference the warrior S. I thought I was meant to just battle. <laughs> like, it was all about the battle. I had to fight everything because that's what it seemed in my life. And now I've integrated, you know, I've integrated all those parts of myself. So there's no, like, the fight is still clearly there. I'm, I am a born of fire child, you know, that's just my nature. But I don't have to fight it anymore. You know, I get to sit back and just kind of ride the wave and know that this is all part of my journey. And it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, how... You know, a lot of people always ask me sometimes even when um, in this topic of integration, like everybody mm-hmm. talks about integration. Uh, for some people that are new in, in, in integrating, how <laughs> will you explain integration? You know, because sometimes, like, you know, I don't use that word too much <laughs> because I'm like, right. I feel confused about it. So I know that integration is when you take all the stuff that you have learned and you put the masterpiece out of that, you know, like you put it together and you live it and you embrace it and you love it. That's how I see it. But for some other right. people, integration could be different. So how will you explain integration of everything that you have been talking about? Well, for me, integration came with body parts, like physical parts of myself. Because what I found going through these years is that, uh, like everybody, we have, uh, depending on who you're with, you have different parts of yourself that come out. 
what I find I struggled with was actually integrating all those parts of me and allowing them to all blend at the same time. And that meant my warrioress. That meant, you know, the soft, motherly me. That meant the, the feminine in me. That meant the goddess in me. That meant, you know, the scholar in me. So those are my parts of integration that I've used to um, bring all this knowledge together in my life is that I honored all of those parts as being perfect and necessary in me. That one wasn't more than the other. And once I actually sat down and, and really accepted me, all the parts, even the ugly parts, let's say, like my warrior S, she can be quite heavy, but she's needed. She's my protector. So once I stopped fighting her, and she was the biggest one that I actually was kind of fighting because everybody in the world tells you, well, you, you can't be too much of this. You can't be too that. Well, yes, I can because she's me. And once I stopped listening to the outside world and I actually brought all of those pieces together, and that's my form of integration and, and that's what I teach, is just allowing yourself to be you, all parts, not chopping off a limb. And that's what I felt like I was doing for many years in order to please others, you know. And I've never been much of a people pleaser, but outwardly there are moments where you have to or you feel compelled like you have to. And my whole mission in life now is, no, I don't have to. Either people accept me as I am or they don't, and I'm perfectly happy if they don't because that's not, it's not a personal reflection of myself. That's their journey and their story. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is amazing that sometimes we project in others what we think that we should be in others, right? Like I feel like right. we project in others right. ourselves. And the same thing that sometimes when we don't realize that, that we project in, in others what we think that we want to be and because other people are now what we want to be, like we have a kind of like issue instead of like embracing everyone as they are. I love, I love being, um, the, the quote that you put, honor all those facts, like all those parts, all those, all those parts. It's kind of like um, the work with, um, I forgot her name, but it's like embracing your shadows. And I I love the the you you change the meaning oh, to it like embrace me. new warrior. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you embrace absolutely. New, yeah, you embrace new warrior. And you know it is funny because this week um you know it's amazing that every time I have a a speaker or a guest in my in the show is um it's always something happening in my life <laughs> that gives me some material <laughs> to work on. <laughs> it's like, and like I always everybody told me. And I'm surprised you do this. And I'm so, you know, you are the mentor, the healer, the, you know, they put me always in like, you know, I'm like, hey, I know I'm like a goddess, right? Like, you know, I am a, uh-huh. you know, Indian goddess. I know that. But, you know, these goddess also can get a little bitchy sometimes. So, you know, when yes. I mess around with it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, trust me, and when I have my bitchy goddess going on, or, you know, something, I, I really love it because I embrace it, and I say, you know what, I, this is who I am because I do have that side, and don't mess around with it. <laughs> you know, any kind of it, I will be the good one. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and people don't get it. Like, they think that because we are coaches and healers and, and we're helping people right. and all that, we have to be like Dalai Lama there, like, oh, no, I'm like, no, that's... <laughs> That's not the bridge of how reality is going right now, you know. Like, we can't be on those times where we're like, everything is handed to us. and like, oh, let's just yes. fly on the cloud. That's not going to happen. We're still human. No, and we I'm have certainly to, like, not that good. 
<laughs> I'm the coach that tells it like it is. I always, it's even in my my uh, my copy is that I will always tell you, you know, even the hard things that uh, most people are afraid to say, because often there are things that um, need to be said, but people they walk on eggshells for fear of hurting somebody else's feelings. And when you come from a place of love and not meaning it, like you mean it in their highest good to benefit them, it's not an attack, it's not a judgment, all of that has been removed, then you're actually free to be able to say the truth without feeling like, one, that you're trying to harm somebody or without them feeling like you're trying to harm them. So, you know, that's absolutely, I love the fact that you embrace you. You know, I call her my inner bitch. <laughs> See, and I love that you reference that because I've got one. <laughs> and I, I don't hold back and I don't make apologies for her because when she comes out, she comes out because she's needed in that moment. So there's mm-hmm. no apology for her being present. There might be an apology if I happen to overstep my own boundaries. But in the essence of her existing... I make no apologies for that whatsoever. But you, you touched on a big thing. Like, as when we're raised, we're raised to be good little girls. You know, we're raised to be helpful. We're raised to be supportive. We're raised to, you know, not rock the boat, don't make waves, you know, support, give up, nourish, you know, other people. And what happens for us is that we forget that, one, we have wants, we have needs, we have ideas, we have beliefs, we have values. We have all of these things going on for ourselves, but we give them away so that we can feed other people. And so that's the body of my work, basically, is is taking back uh, what is rightfully yours and claiming it and not making any more apologies for it and removing the the blame, the shame, the guilt, the judgments. It's gone. And that's why I do the work that I do, because it's so important. We've just been, you would think in this day and age, and I referenced in the beginning, that we would be past this part, but we're not. It's still going on. And, and in my work, I actually, I don't just work with adults. I work with teenagers, and I call them my kids. I have a program called Indie Teens, and uh, my Indie Teen Kids, I named it that because each one of these children is individual, and they're perfectly perfect as they are. But they've been made to believe through us as adults trying to help them be more themselves, that they're broken somehow. And this is what they take on is that, you know, I've had to see a psychologist, the doctors say I need drugs, blah, 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 all this stuff. And these children, you know, it's not about um, anything more than they just want to be themselves and feel whole. Like there's not something wrong with them. And that translates into my adult clients as well. We've been taught for years that we're broken. We're not right. If you say something that somebody else doesn't agree with, and again, that's their stuff, but they push it back to you, you take it on, and you feel like, oh, oh, you know, something's wrong with me. Instead of looking at yourself and saying, you know, I am perfect the way I am, and this is not about me. You go, girl. I love that. Man, just, <laughs> that worked on it for the teenagers, man, because I, I was like, that, that's the New York influence coming on me right now. <laughs> I honestly, it's like, <laughs> you know, living 14 years in New York, it's just some influence on me. But I tell you, girl, I, I, you know, as a mother, you know, as a new mother, I have my five years old. Yes. We are living in a society that we are bridging from one, you know, close-minded society that we were shut of mentality and we were shut of, you know, of feelings, emotions, like, and everything that we wanted to share and express, we were shut down. We were like, no, you don't talk this, you don't talk that, you don't talk that. 
sure about your sexuality, sure about this. Like, exactly. like okay. So now we're like waking up and like we're like man on fire, we're like ignite on fire, like wow, I just you know, this is not right. This is the way we live life because honestly, what they did like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred years ago, it did not work. It's not working, you know. Exactly. Like we all live in a society that we say, you know, this stuff did not work. Let me just bring it on what my true personality is, my divine, we're finding ourselves, we're becoming more spiritual, we're becoming more about, um, you know, we're not taking crap from anybody, and we're like, you know what, I'm stepping out, you know, I'm stepping up, stepping out, whatever. We're just getting out there, and this is who I am, right? So now we're having this exactly. conflict, right, that, like, the old generation, the new generation, and we're just having, like, a little woo. No, worry oh, yeah. right there, like the battlefield. <laughs> and it can be a little bloody. Imagine 300-episode movie right there. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's what's happening. We're getting the clash and the pushback now because society seeing um, us rise, literally. I mean, I just saw Ooh, that article where it said, um, it was an article from the health, uh, health ranger, and he was referencing how psychologists, they're now getting all these um, citations from these psychologists that being different is actually a mental uh, dysfunction, like it is a mental issue. So if you are not of the norm, you have a physical mental problem. And when I read that, I was like, oh, I am absolutely exactly where I need to be at the right time because these people are so full of crap. You know, and oh, this yeah. is so that they bring right to suppress. Because if mm-hmm. if an accredited psychologist or sociologist writes about it and says, "Oh no, hang on," you know, somebody told you that it's okay to be yourself. Please don't. That's industrialized society talking. We want you to be automatic little robots and just listen and obey and be good little girls. Follow the orders, because then there is no independent thought. There's no conflict. Mm-hmm. There's no uprisal. But the only conflict comes in when people don't accept. People for just being people and being who they are. So, you know, it's it's amazing to see what's happening right now. Yes. It's just like, it gives me chill right now. My body is like in goosebumps right now, like goosebumps. Like, I just want to kick some butt out there. But, um, exactly. Honestly, I'm like, I don't know. We're going to do like a whole, you know, but, uh, episode. But honestly, <laughs> uh, as a mother, of a new mother, you know, I yes. I am struggling in the fact of just being like I'm the revolutionary. That's why I even call liberating in the beauty revolution. Yes, because I have yes. always been a revolutionary. I've always been being like the one to speak up, you know, like tell it the way it is. Even when since I was a child, when people will read my story in my book, you know, about liberating the beauty, and how you know we went through spaces of abuse. Like I was the one at the age of five. The age from five and up, stepping up in front of my dad, being the one who spoke and said, no, you're not going to treat my mom this way. You're not going to treat it that way. I was a little kid, like, telling my dad the way it was. You know, I like, yeah. my dad, honestly, that man respected me. That's why I love my dad, because he really saw the fire on me. He respected me to the point that said, when I got out, you know, when we moved out and everything, he said, you know what, I know your mom will be doing good because I know that you are with her. I know that I trust uh-huh. you to take care of your mother. You know, like, even after all the struggles that we had as a kid and the abusive relationship between my mom and my dad and all that stuff, that man knew yeah. that I was a fire in the family and I will not let anybody touch my mom or my sister or my brother or anybody because I'm the revolutionary. So now I'm living yeah. in, you know, with my, you, know, you would read my story more about my ex-husband and all that stuff, but 
I'm living, I'm raising a kid, and I'm raising my kid the way that I want her to be free. I want her to speak up and speak up her mind. And you have no clue, like I tell everyone, you have no clue how hard that is because I am being stabbed back and forth, in and out, you know, left and right. I'm being dragged on on the floor. I'm like, humiliated even from my own family I like in some you know foreign family members mm-hmm. and I'm like you know I was like but I'm trying to do the best I can raising my kids to be the light right. to be that healer to be that and like you say like it's great that you're doing the work with teenagers and it's awesome I just I just honestly I haven't find that many people working with with mothers who are raising it we don't have a support like this. We don't have, I mean, honestly, right. if anybody's listening out there and you guys are the one that can help us, the new moms of this generation crossing the bridge to raise our kids to speak up and still being able to have boundaries, you know, that way they don't, you know, they don't cross their own boundaries, like you say, yes. like find yeah. their own, I mean, if anybody out there, please call me. Honestly, I'm trying to figure that out myself, and I am having a shitty world. <laughs> well, you know, and that's what I was talking about, the pushback. It, I've experienced the same thing. I have an 18-year-old almost, and I have a 4-year-old. So I have gone through the gamut already. Of uh, I actually eliminated most of my family from our immediate life for many years. And it wasn't out of malice. It was out of love for my daughter and the highest respect for us, my daughter and myself both. And it's not that I don't love my family, but if it's toxic in our lives, it's not wanted, it's not needed, and I won't allow it. So those conversations with my family were not easy. And they were, you know, there were some, you know, heated moments. But the easiest thing to do is just employ a technique that I talk about. It's like the broken record technique. And you just kind of repeat, repeat, and it helps you too. And if you have a statement and you're saying, no, I will not accept this in our lives, they will try to come from every aspect to dig at you, to try and get in, to try and get you to break that boundary, you know, to try... And, you know, silence you again because they want you to do whatever it is they want you to do. But when you just repeat yourself and say, no, I don't accept this for myself and my child. I don't accept this for myself and my child. Eventually, honestly, here's the thing. They get bored because they realize they're not getting to you. And they will eventually, eventually, and I'm saying eventually, they will eventually stop. And nine times out of ten people will flip. Not saying that they will um, become somebody different than they are. But the light bulb eventually goes on. And this is, you know, something I've experienced myself time and time again, where when you finally treat, or basically you're telling somebody how you will accept to be treated. And this is, again, part of my work. When you put it out there, like we train people how to treat us. If we allow abuse in our lives, then we are telling them that it is okay to treat us poorly. So when you flip that and just put the brakes on, and again, I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. This is a time process. But when you stop it and you say, no, I don't accept this anymore, and you just stand firm in that and you don't waver, eventually that goes away because they'll, you're actually retraining their mind to know that they can't get to you anymore. So you are no longer the victim for them. You are no longer the person that they are trying, like your, their prey. They can't manipulate you anymore. 
And it's the same thing with us as moms. Like, I had to stand, my mother, I mean, I love her. I really do. But we are completely polar opposite in our viewpoints as to the way to raise our children. And my mother used to get upset when, pardon me, when my daughter would hug people. I was raised in a family without physical contact much. Uh, We didn't do hugs a lot. No, you know, there was occasional, but not a lot. And my daughter, I raised her right from baby. I think I squeezed her so much, like I used to drive her crazy because I was cuddling her so much, my eldest. And But she she was naturally a very huggy, cuddly child. So she would do that with, you know, not quite strangers, but people that she didn't necessarily know that I knew. And my mother used to get very upset. She was like, oh, she shouldn't be, she shouldn't be. And I said, why? You know, why shouldn't she be? This is who she naturally is. I will teach my daughter the ills of the world. I will teach my daughter how to protect herself. I will teach my daughter to have her eyes open. But I will never suppress her natural being. We'll never do that to her because teaching her that that is wrong puts an absolute kink in her system for the rest of her life. I'm not going to do that. So my children, both of them, regardless if, you know, my parents or, you know, friends or family agree with my message, have been raised to be free to kids, to be, you know, to think outside the box, to rock the boat, to challenge me even. Now they also know that there's balance. You challenge me to a point, and when mommy finally puts her foot down and says, okay, no. <laughs> This is how it will be. They listen. But I'm open to them using their mind and making decisions for themselves, and I offer that to them. It's important. You are my goddess hero right now. I love you so much. <laughs> like, honestly, I needed to hear that. I, gosh, you people out there don't know how I needed to hear that. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much, Penny. That was that means to see guys, you know, we all heal each other. Even just talking in the show and just hanging around and all that, we need each other, man. Like we, absolutely, we those little those words of wisdom that Penny had to share share with us are very very valuable to me in this state of my life right now. And I hope that that's also very valuable for any mom out there raising, uh, you know, kids in this rich time. Um, I love it. Because honestly, I'm raising a child this way too, and I'm like hitting walls, and I'm just man. Like sometimes the emotional support, you feel like you're like, am I'm doing this by myself? Am I'm the only parent like this? I'm like doing something. You like just judge yourself and you second guess yourself, even though like you're following your gut and you're following yeah. your inner wisdom. You're like, wow, like man, you just get pushed in the mud. I'm not talking about kind of like nice sweet mud. I'm talking about the bitter one. And, yeah, I, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with them, Penny. I really, it really meant a lot for me. Because my daughter is, like, like you said, <laughs> I love to teach my daughter, to not teach her, like encourage her to to challenge herself and challenge even If I'm wrong, challenge me in some aspect, you know, because I'm growing. And, and I, exactly. like, if you look at some of my episodes, I, um, back, you know, back, back last year, I always say my daughter is my mentor, my guru, my master. You know, yes. we have all my angels and goddesses and my masters and, you know, Prananda and Sananda and all that. You know, you we get it spiritual. But my real guru on life hitting me on the ground is my daughter. Like and that kid is so smart and so wise and so spoken, and she would tell me the way it is, and she would negotiate with me. 
You got it. Absolutely. Like, Negotiated. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, I have to bring you to my meeting. <laughs> because you're going to make me make more money than I can make myself. <laughs> well, you want that. You want them to be able to, to know that it is okay to have an opinion, to have an idea, you know, to be able to impart that idea with the rest of the world and know that it doesn't have to be used necessarily. It may not be the one that everybody decides to go with. But you want to be able to put that out there because what if that one idea could change the world and you kept it to yourself? You know, what if your daughter has that one idea that's going to heal a mass amount of people but she keeps silent because she's told that, you know, she doesn't have a voice? You know, we we don't see things like that. We don't think about the deeper layers that go on and what goes on in people's minds. We only look at the surface value. So that's that's exactly why, you know, I, I... always talk about amping the volume on people's voices. You know, I need, you know, from myself, well, it's actually flipped to my daughter when you referenced your daughter. She taught me when we were talking about um, integrating parts two and balance. She's actually the one that, I won't say silenced my voice, but tempered me because my daughter and I was telling you about her loving nature. She brought me humility. She brought me love genuine and unconditional and so like yourself my children are my teachers you know they most certainly are and i i have been talking about my daughter my eldest as my teacher for since she's been born because she's shown me how to use my strengths but it doesn't have to be overbearing you know it doesn't have to be always in your face and that that fighting that i was talking about she's shown me to be able to pull back and come from a different space and know that it's still going to have the same result and still the same effect, and I'm, I don't have to silence. You know, I, it's just about, again, finding that balance and that flow in things and being able to do things that, uh, that make sense but also make the greater impact. And she actually, if I may, my daughter right now has picked up on um, this is how amazing and what happens with your children when you teach them to be, you know, independent thinkers and to be and fully expressed. She is taking on um, a campaign right now. The school has no idea, her school, her high school. She's in the final year heading into university. And she's decided to take on a campaign to raise over $1,000 for the Caring Fund um, here locally. And the Caring Fund, what they do is they support students who, whether they don't have clothes, food, shelter, are in abusive situations, whatever, this money that the, um, the community brings together goes to those kids in need. So my daughter has found out about this, and she's decided she's making ribbons. She's calling it the Ribbons of um, uh, Resilience, I believe, campaign. And she is going to be selling these to raise funds, you know, and she's gotten the – she's getting sponsors from the community to donate items. She's – like, it's amazing. So it's amazing what your kids can do, you know, and what they will think outside the box if you just give them the wings to do it. Right? And teach them that people need you, you know, and they need support. But people also need to know that they don't need to be white-knighted, that they can do it for themselves. They just need somebody maybe to lean on for a little while until they get their balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of you, daughter. I'm very proud of your children's mother. Uh, how, uh, anybody that wants to know that, how can they get in touch with you, your daughter, if they want to do donations online, so they want to call you guys and do anything like that, how they can get in touch with, with you guys? Well, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. 
I hadn't thought about that at all. But I mean, if anybody's interested, they could uh, certainly write to me at Penny at PennyLSampson dot com. Okay, you spell that again. Penny, 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 yeah, P E N N Y at Penny P E N N Y L as in Lynn Sampson S A M P S O N dot com. Yeah, guys, I'd be happy to tell them more about it. Yeah, if you want to support this cause, and you know, is it let's support our new generations in with their thinking and their, you know, the willing to change this world and make more, you know, make more of this world than what we want, you know, like because well, everybody needs we have an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody and, needs yes, an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And like you said. uh, even for those people that have any struggles and, uh, you know, they need to lean on somebody for a while until they get, um, I always, I always say, you know, you know, I have been there for my ex-husband, for my family, for everything, and even for myself, like, it's always good to have somebody that can help you and unconditionally with so much love, no matter what the circumstances. And once they are in the two feet again, not just, you know, not just financially, but emotionally, we have to be there for all of those people who are struggling, for all of us who are struggling, or for all those people who are struggling. It doesn't matter who they are. Emotionally, psychological, we have to be there. We want to be there. Let's be there for everyone there. So when they are stable emotionally and, com- you know, not comfortable but secure in a base, they can prosper. And tell you this by experience, because I've been doing and living this right now, but me helping out somebody, you know, emotionally, even with money or everything, even when I didn't have it, you know, being there for that right. person. Now that this person yeah. is, like, more secure and stable, it's helping me out, you know, like now that, you know, you get, like, a little bit here, a little bit there. Like because you don't know how much, you, how much, you know, you can help others. You know, let's be there for each other and support yes. everybody's cause to help you like your daughter's doing. It's a beautiful, beautiful, the other, beautiful Well, the other part of that is, you know, um, what I see where people struggle is that people want to help, but they're, if they get caught up in that space where they're scared to send the person that they're helping on their own, you know, and that's not necessarily the fault of the person that's helping, you know, it's no fault of anybody. It's just that people get comfortable and they don't necessarily want to go, you know, on your own. So, you know, the other part of that is is being able to support somebody to take the step away from you, right? And to, like, it's my daughter even going to university next year. There's a big part of me that wants her to stay, of course, you know, that, that does not want her to leave the nest, who wants her to stay with me always because I love her and she's like, you know, she's the most amazing person other than my other little daughter that I know. But... I have never put any kind of guilt on her, like I've heard in certain families. It's it's more empower her to do it and spread those wings, and we, we need to do that with our clients. We need to, you know, be able to say, okay, you're done with me. You're ready. You know, you're ready to go and just do this for yourself. And I think that's the biggest gift that we can give people is that once they're done, you know, needing that little bit of a prop, then we have to kind of kick them out the door gently. And say it's okay, you know, now go fly, right? I love that. 
<laughs> we should have a session called the kick uh, outdoor <laughs> session. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that one. <laughs> like, are you okay now? Oh. You are in your private session. You are, you enter the kick out <laughs> uh, stage oh, now. Absolutely. I'm like, getting you ready to fly. <laughs> That's it. it. That's exactly it. We're getting people ready to fly. And that's the way I see awesome. it. I'm actually maybe usually one day this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, oh back, my to God. The, the book, um, back to the book, what it's, for me, I will just say, um, and I want to, you know, acknowledge Chris in this for, for bringing us all together, but what it's done for me when we were talking about healing is it's actually solidified it's another step in the process and it's solidified even more about my own personal mission and what I'm doing and it's actually opened up just by allowing that story to be told it has actually liberated me and opened up like a whole nother realm of things and what I'm actually getting you know being called to do in my work so there's so much coming you know for me that that uh, is all about helping you know others find their voice and liberate themselves and uh, by the end of the month hopefully it will be that's my goal by the end of the month it will be out there and people will know you know what the next level is for me in this journey it's yeah. amazing i'd encourage anybody to yeah. just let it out there <laughs> yeah i and i know comes it is incredible. yeah yes it's uh telling your story and reading all the people's stories how they made it and oh, i yeah. always recommend yeah. Just to, you know, if you're going through something in your life, reach out to any of our speakers that's going to be in the show uh, for the next, you know, uh, episode. And everyone who has been in the show in the past, just reach out to people and ask for help and, and get support because we need it. We need it. Our life transformation, we are in a transformation time right now that we need to get back to be one and whole, all of right. us together. And be support, you know, be the goddesses that we are, be the gods that, you, you know, the guys are, and, you know, we can, you know, vote. But like, be the, the goddesses that we are that, you know, we were always there to help each other out and, and cater okay. to each other and help each other and be there, be that support because the goddess energy is the creator energy that, and the male energy is the support energy, you know, like we are the, yeah. the creative part and they support us. And, and that's pretty much how how the universe works. And, Let's let's get back together, girls. Like you know, embrace your um, what do you call it? Embrace your um, your shadow. Embrace your warriors. Embrace those goddesses, the, the little bitchy goddess. You know, embrace them, love yeah. them, take yeah. care of them. And when they're ready to be on a picture, they will come up. You know, but let's embrace all of us. Well, you know, we are. Go ahead. I was just going to say we're actually at an amazing uh, point in time right now because, like what you were saying, having the ability now to reach out and know that you're not alone, like whether it's you, you know, if you're raising your daughter, whether it's, you know, any kind of struggle that women are going through, whether it's because you're, you know, the women that I deal with, you know, being too different or whatever the case may be, we, because of the Internet, you can find a like-minded tribe. You know, so easily. It is so easily easy to get connected with people. You know, we no longer, like when I was starting to raise my child, I did it alone because there wasn't anyone else like me. But now yeah. we don't have to do it alone, you know, because we're all here coming together. So it's, it's an amazing thing to witness right now. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Our time is going to be running out, Penny. It's been amazing. I tell you, I love this uh, this, um, this time today with you. It was today. a pleasure. Um, it was a pleasure. No, my pleasure. I really, li- I really needed to listen to your words with wisdom. Thank you so much. Um, anyone, everyone, um, the whole universe, please uh, go to what's called. Uh, in pursuit of the divine dot com and yes. get to know each of our speakers. Uh, you're also gonna find out there Penny L. Simpson. You're gonna find her uh, website. How to get there? Just give us a little glimpse of you, uh, your website before we go. And I say my final bye to everyone because they're gonna shut me down here in Black Radio. <laughs> Any second. Okay. So well, share your PennyLSampson.com is getting a facelift. This is actually part of this process. I By the end of this week, next week, it will be all brand spanking me with some really sparkly things coming, very explosive. It's going to be amazing. But that's part of this journey. Awesome. And this writing this book actually helps me get that point. Awesome. Yeah. you see that website amazing. again? It's PennyLSampson.com. And it will awesome. be should be live by the end of next week. Awesome. And you can check me out at liberatinginthebeauty.com or at my company, bh-bb.com. Again, it's bh-bb.com with all my services, products, and everything. But join the liberatinginthebeauty.com revolution. And check out the website, inpursuitofthedivine.com. And that's all for today, girls, before they shut me down over here. <laughs> I have a great okay. day, everyone. Thank you, Teddy. Take care. All right. Bye. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Constellation can answer all of them with energy solutions that fit your needs. Energy made efficient, simple, insightful, and flexible. That's what makes Constellation America's energy choice. Learn more at constellation.com slash energy. With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway. Or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com.